Welcome to Counterintelligence. This is Eric LeVay. Today we're joined by Daryl Lamont Jenkins, the founder of One People's Project, which monitors the activities of white supremacists. Forensic News thanks our Patreons Andre Dunka, Angela Jackson, Zacharias Zskor Kaminsky, Sasha Millstone, Craig Pierce, Jim Rice, and Greg Schneider. Support Forensic News and Counterintelligence on Patreon. Without further ado, here's the show. Daryl Lamont Jenkins, welcome back to Counterintelligence. Hey, thank you for having me again. Darryl, Good to be here. Man, it's so great to have you back. Although I, you know, I, I'm kind of sad in a way that I, you know, just the things that are going on in this country. And of course, I'm, I'm so pleased to talk to you again after our last interview. But at the same time, I don't know. Do you feel the same way that things haven't gotten better since we spoke? Uh, you know, I think that um, things are going exactly as in many respects all of us might have uh, expected them to go given the situation. Um, have they gotten worse? You know, it, things have been so bad. You don't know if they have gotten worse or better. <laughs> That's <laughs> so I'm kind of like, things are going. Yeah. Things are going. And, and the only thing that we're just hoping for is that, um, they will stop going the way they have been real soon. And, uh, that's going to depend on us. Yeah, depending on what we do in the next couple of um, years. It really does. And, you know, you know, uh, Daryl, I was sort of going to ask this at the end, but maybe I'll just ask now. I mean, how you've been doing this a long time. And uh, for the listener, of course, you're the founder of One People's Project. As you so memorably said, you monitor the comedy stylings of hate mongers. Is that is that your? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I enjoy it every last minute of it. <laughs> and that's 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 what I so enjoy about talking to you. You genuinely, uh, you know, have a great sense of humor, which is important when dealing with this kind of thing. But so things really, you've been doing this what over twenty years now, thirty years, thirty, thirty. Been doing it for thirty years. One People's Project will be celebrating its twentieth um, next year. That's unbelievable. Uh, so in the in the collective picture of your career, have. I mean, have things gotten worse just in the in the big picture? No. No. No, they have not gotten worse. They have gotten better. Okay. And that's, I mean, I think that's one of the that's one of the things that I think really um I, I people wrestle with have they gotten worse? No, it's been it was worse. Whatever's going on now is nothing compared to what it's been like maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago, because it was mainstream and no one thought of it. Reagan was like this, as we I've recently learned with um, with those tapes that came out with him talking to Nixon. Mm. Um, but Reagan, but even before, even um, while he was president, we saw that he was just as bad as what Donald Trump is um, about now. The only difference is, at the very least, he, um, he had a group, of, he had um, an entire generation that had his back for the most part, because they all thought the same way. There was an establishment that was in place. Yeah. Donald Trump is coming in at a time when a lot of what that establishment was in Reagan's time has been dismantled and is still being dismantled. Mm-hmm. What we see in Donald Trump, and I might have said this before, and what we see in the supporters is the fact that now it's just a Hail Mary. They're trying to bring that back, but they can't as long as we're here. Right. As long as when I'm talking about we, I'm talking about not just Antifa, but anybody out there that has um, grown up with better and it, don't want to see it gone. And it, so basically, they they have an uphill battle. They're just in a position where they can cause some damage while they go uphill. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Reagan, I'm certainly not going to repeat uh, 
I mean, there's many quotes. Uh, th- th- those tapes aside, which came out, which were uh, which were not pleasant to hear. There, there's quotes on the record that were very disturbing. None of which I'm going to repeat on this show. He openly said those things. He made memorable visits to I mean, whatever. Like I'm not going to. Re- you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to rehash Reagan's mm-hmm. racism. Um, yeah. uh, uh, but it, it, I, I kind of thought when I asked you that question that you would say things had gotten uh, better, which I was, you know, I'm I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> Um, of course, you've been on the ground. And, you know, actually, real quick, just for uh, those who may not have heard our last interview, um, could you briefly tell people about One People's Project and, and what you do? Well, we're um, we're an organization that um, basically is on the ground reporting on, researching, um, monitoring uh, all these hate mongers, not just necessarily racist hate mongers, but anybody that's going after the LGBTQ community, um, the Muslim community, um People of color, of course, and um, just straight up right wingers that do not believe that the rest of us have rights. Um, we go after them, yeah. and um, we and we are pretty proactive in trying to encourage others to um, take the information that we have that we compile on our website, onepeoplesproject.com and idavox.com, idavox. Um, we try to tell people though. Know, there's information here that you can use to keep these characters from um, going any further with their agenda. And we've been pretty successful in that over the past 20 years, 19, 20 years. Yeah, you sure have. And uh, for some of you who may who want to see Daryl's work, there's a great documentary. It's actually how I found Daryl called uh, Alt-Right Day of Rage on Netflix, I believe. That's Age, of Age of Rage. Age of Rage. Yeah. 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 You guys got to check this documentary out. Damn sure got a day. <laughs> what was that you said? Yeah. You know, speaking of which, uh, so since we last spoke, uh, there, well, in the last week, there were two confirmed uh, domestic terrorist shootings, El Paso and Gilroy. Um, I'm not going to list the rest, but I made an inf- informal list, the MAGA bomber, Austin bomber, Tree of Life, etc. So I want to ask you just in the short term, um, you know, until the next election, uh I mean, I'm not trying to laugh, but how, how, how much worse can this get, do you think? In that, in that regard, no, we're going to see more. Yeah. We're going to see more. That's what that's, I thought. That, that's the sad thing. Yes, things have gotten better. But in that regard, um, they mean to cause some harm to us. And that's one of the reasons what really ticks me off when it comes to the right. Uh-huh. Or they think they're fooling when they sit there and try to deflect, try to um, distort the concerns that people have about those shootings and who we are concerned about. Who the hell do they think they are to try to tell the American people that we have to subject ourselves to this? What are they trying to pull? I mean, they know that these folks are are agenda driven to kill a lot of American citizens and they don't care. It's not about the guns. It's about they have the same damn agenda that those shooters have. They just don't pull the trigger. And. We have to recognize that that's how dangerous um, the right can be. It really is. I mean, when you think about the fact that a couple of months before all of this, we had the shootings in New Zealand. We had the Christchurch shooting. And he had a manifesto in which he said there was going to be more coming. So then we got to um, Gilroy, um, Gilroy, California. There's a manifesto. We get to um, El Paso. That dude has a manifesto. It's, so right. we can't say for sure. We can't say for sure that um, all three of these are connected. Mm. Um, we can definitely say that there's a coincidence. But the bottom line is, 
they definitely, all three of them, have an agenda that we have to take notice of. And we have to do something about it, and we can. So long as we keep all the people that are trying to keep us from doing so out of the picture. Right. One of the, the uh, to me, the absurdities of even the political situation is that we outnumber the bad people, like by a huge amount. And that's why it's so absurd that this is even happening to me. It's not like this is like a 50-50 thing. Most most people in this country are good people. They don't want this nonsense. Um, no, they do not. And they, and they made it clear over and over again. It, um, you know, the best example of that, the best example of that for folks who are... Um, don't go into the streets or, don't, or aren't as politically active as you and I might be. Um, the best example of how they are getting sick of this is by watching the election and seeing not what party necessarily they are, um, they are voting for, but what kind of demographics they are voting for. Right. I mean, I take a look at the fact that you have two black women. Yes, they're Democrats. They're running the, um, running the districts of both Newt Gingrich and Dennis Hastert. Hmm. That's... And 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 one of those women, one of those women, had her son shot and killed, um, because uh, the the white guy that shot him thought that he was playing his music too loud. Uh yes, uh, right. So I, I remember that. Jordan Davis is his name, by the way. I should say yes. And um, and she's in Congress now, and it was a, it was a hard slog. She only got there in um by the smallest of margins, and the person she was running against. Is going after her, going after that seat again um, next time around. Right, but um, but the fact that she's there in the first place says to says to the rest of us, this is what we want. We are going to fight this in some fashion. Right, and uh, and that's something we should stand up and take notice of. I mean, we do have this. We do have this. So we just got to make sure we keep it. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, President Trump is a white nationalist. We spoke about this last time. At that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you and I were kind of in agreement, but now it just seems in the last three days, uh, I don't know, the national media seems to have come on board. I'm not sure how I feel about, I guess, better late than never. Uh, my question is, um, what, this is a very broad question, but as a white nationalist, what do you think, um, what do you think Trump really wants? Uh, you know, I, I think basically Trump really wants the society that, he um that he grew up with mm. really i mean we we're talking about reagan and everyone but this but um reagan's generation even though he was a little younger breaking i mean trump grew up was raised by that generation mm. trump grew up rather privileged and as and an elitist i mean i'll be honest with you um yes he's an that yes he's a white supremacist and oh. yes he's a racist but I really do think that his elitism um, is what motivates uh, motivates him more than anything else. Hmm. Money, I mean, yeah, it's all it's all about that almighty dollar because that's all he knows. Yeah. So, um, so, so to be honest with you, I think what he wants is the world that makes that okay again, and he's not going to get it at least not without the rest of us coming on board. <laughs> so you know, so I, I and and that threatens him. Yeah. And that threatens everybody around him. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, speaking of everybody around him. While we can talk about Trump all day long, mm. in truth, we have a whole bunch of people around him and um, his supporters that are even worse. Right. That are probably even more of a da- more dangerous because, one, we don't know who each and every last one of them are. And, two, they're going to be around long after he's gone. Right. And I, So we've got to be mindful of that. We sure do. 
And I'd really like to emphasize for those listening, um, I'm working on sort of a little bit of a long-term, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll be like a database, but I, I just the other day started making an informal list of white nationalists or at least uh, adjacent to that uh, who have been either working for this White House or have visited. And it's, I think when people see that all together, it's, it's fairly shocking. Uh, I mean, I know you monitor this stuff. You, do you agree with that? Uh, yes, and I think we should send that list to Tucker Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> but he probably already has the list. Yeah. Uh, if hey, he's not on it already. <laughs> hey, Daryl, the man's on vacation. I can't, I can't bother him. Mm. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always bother him. I mean, that's one guy who should never rest. Yeah, <laughs> who I, should never, who should, who should never be allowed a moment of sleep ever. Yeah, he's on um, what's obviously a uh, kind of a mandatory vacation. You know, it's the usual uh, scam they do over there when somebody goes a little too far. Um, oh, you know what? I- I'm sorry. I actually this is news to me. I did not know this actually. Oh, really? you, oh my god! I did not know this. Oh, Thank man. you for this no. information. So I- they so. So he went on his vacation like Laura Ingram did just a couple of months ago, which she pulled the same crap. <laughs> I'm just so pleased that I knew one thing about white nationalists that you didn't know. This That'll be the only time this ever happens, I guarantee you. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to have fun with this when we get off the phone. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, by the way, I'd pay good money. To, has he ever invited you on that show? Because I would love to see that. I wouldn't go on the show. No, you wouldn't. No, no. Just I mean, I've had friends to go on the show. I would, you know what, I'll be honest with you, I would love to go on this show just to call him out for <laughs> some of the stupid articles. Well, one particular stupid article he has written about me, or at least um, he had his um, Daily Caller people write about me. Uh-huh. But the truth of the matter is, I don't think um, I could be on any Fox News program, period. Yeah, it- I don't. I, I think that there's a. I mean, I, I'm going to respect. There's a. Um, people have been talking about boycotting Fox News. Avoid Fox News. Don't go on Fox News. So I'm going to say, okay, fine. I won't do it. I, I won't do it. it. Yeah. I think um, yeah. that and OANN. I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> the, um, yep. A lot of people have been getting on my case for appearing on right wing programs, and I'm going to. I'm starting to agree with them at this point. Um, I am going to start pulling back on things like that because I don't think it's going to serve any purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been on, I've been on some one or two of them over the past year. Or so I'm not really, I'm not really feeling that I could um, do any good, especially now that since um, uh, over the past two and a half years, um, my profile has become large enough where mm-hmm. I don't need to use them as a form. Fair I enough. think I can go places that are friendly, like this show, and mm-hmm. and express who um express exactly what my concerns are with people who understand why I have those concerns. Yeah, it's I have... nice to have the little debate and the, mm-hmm. and um and the back and forth. But to be perfectly honest with you, that's only making them richer, and I can't do that anymore. I'm done. I agree. Well, you you know I have very mixed feelings. We do want to expand the, of course, the show and 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 at Forensic News where we uh. The show is is uh, based now, but but we do. I, I look. I know these people. I know I could get them on, but I I do not want to turn this into the the idea is to go to a you know a higher plane of you know a, an intellectual discussion and not go into that. On the other hand, I'll tell you what. If I could if I get on one of those shows, I mean it's going to be ugly enough for me. Um, so I'm yeah. I mean I could think of a couple of shows that um, 
a couple of television programs, and I'm not going to drop any names right sure. now because I don't think that's fair. But um, I can think of some shows that um, if I wa- if somebody wanted me to, uh, if a producer called me up and said, "Yo, I would like to have you on this program," I'm gonna have to say no because I know that I'm either going to be kicked off the show or I'm going to walk off. And what's the point? Right. What's the point? I'm not here. This is not a circus act. That's I right. mean, it might make for good television, but I'm not <laughs> here for good television. I'm here to make something happen. I'm here to I'm here to try to say, hey, look, we can do better. I can't tell anybody that we can do better on a show that's detrimental to everything that's better. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Daryl, you've been um, monitoring these uh, white nationalists for over 30 years. I just want to ask you, uh, in a general sense, what makes someone, how do they go down that road? What makes them attracted to that? I think that, um, I think, you know, we all come from different walks of life. Let's just be real. And I would just say that I think, um, aside from the fact, I, I will always say that there are always these people that just, um, um, get frustrated with life and just trying to make their lives worth a damn and the wrong people got to them and so on. But why do people feel that they need to go in this particular direction in the first place? Mm. I mean, it's more than just indoctrination. Mm. The thing about conservatism, and this is where I start being a little bit positive in regards to them, Mm. is that they are trying to conserve. They're trying to maintain tradition. There is really nothing wrong with that Mm. unless you are talking about traditions that need to be halted. Mm. And unfortunately for conservatism, they try to maintain traditions to a fault to a really bad fault. We can, uh, there are just some that need to go and they will not allow themselves to let them go. And it turns into what we are dealing with today with mm-hmm. conservatism. Right. And it, it turns into this kind of conflict. Right. And you try to remember that in, um, you try to remember that in the long run, try to remember that, for the most part, people are just trying to maintain the world that they are, are um, that they are used to. Right. Um, but by the same token, you're looking at people getting hurt because of the way the world uh, is or was, mm-hmm. and you know that you, you cannot continue on as they do, and, and and that's unfortunate that we have to get into these battles. But that's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, that's it is unfortunate. It's like <laughs> it's kind of like it, this whole thing. It's, it's like a western movie. Like no one. You know, the hero in every Western never asked for the fight. Like, no, we, that, that, I find mm-hmm. myself wondering that. Like, why, I, you know, life is hard enough without these, these people. Like, what? Right. Really? When you start dealing with, well, well, see, the thing is that really ticks me off about it is that much of what we're fighting whenever we're fighting them is, um, when we get into debates with them and get into discussions with them, is this, there are these narratives that are basically fairy tales that they come up with about us, mm-hmm. the conspiracy theories, the whole thing <laughs> with QAnon and all this. Yeah. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, you, you're telling us right now that you that you know that your beliefs are bunk and that you don't care so long as you get your way. That's childish. Yeah. And two, that's not the way we're going to live. That's not the way we're going to do things. And the fact that you know that you're wrong really ticks me off that you're putting an entire society, an entire nation through all of this. Right. But what really ticks me off more than that is that we haven't stopped them yet. And there was really honestly no excuse for it. 
Yeah, those people were floating something the other day about some of the work we do at Forensic News. It was, it was, it was, I guess, a little more interesting when it's all of a sudden it's floated about like you know people you work with, and you're like, wow, these people are really nuts. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of which, I really want to ask you about the online aspect of this. Uh, how does you know every one of these, almost every one of these these um, these domestic terrorists has used 4chan, 8chan. What do you think the role is of these tech company of these? What is the role of of the internet and and the com- people who run this in stopping this madness? Um, it's worth recognizing the fact that they have they hold all the cards and they need to simply stop it. Um, one of the things that's really um, irking me, um, and I'm just checking this out, so bear with me as I say this. Yeah, sure. Is um the um the thing with Cloudflare now? When Cloudflare um, Cloudflare shut down 8chan in the wake of the most recent things that have been happening. Um, because because um they realized that um a lot of the stuff that is going on a lot of stuff that's um basically proliferating the garbage that has been happening um and the shootings and the murders mm. um has been basically inspired by what folks have been talking about on HN. They're basically telling you they're going to kill folks on HN, and here's how. Right. So Cloudflare pulled their support from HN and everybody is saying, okay, yeah, that's great. We love it. And, um, and, and I do too, do not get me wrong, but here's the problem. They did it in chapter at the Charlottesville too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they stopped protecting the daily stormer and the daily stormer had a hard time trying to find a, um, a platform after Cloudflare did that. Mm-hmm. And my thinking is okay. Do we have to go? They know that they have all the cards, as I said. They know that these um, neo-Nazi groups are um, are using their platforms, and they have responded accordingly whenever things have happened um, that have caused death or some sort of destruction and mayhem. Mm-hmm. Why is it that if they know all these things, do we have to keep telling them to take these Nazis off of their platforms? Right. Why do we have to wait for someone to die before they do it? In the case of Cloudflare, it angers me because they've already t- said that they were um, not supporting neo-Nazis and we're catching them doing it again. Yeah, that's true. It's not. I mean, we can cheer on. We can cheer on Cloudflare for shutting down 8chan. But why was 8chan up in the first place if you weren't catering to neo-Nazis? People were warning them about HN during Charlottesville. Right. Uh, I mean, how so much why money? Why didn't they yeah. do this before? No, great question. I, I mean, I'm just curious. Do you know the everything is usually comes back to money and immorality? Do, how much money do these companies get from HN? I mean, is it worth it? It makes you wonder, considering that HN was a very popular website. Yeah. That, um, and people were frequented all the time. Yeah. But. If it's causing people to get killed and you are going to respond this way, why don't you just mount a preemptive strike and stop um, giving a platform to neo-Nazis, period? Why wait until somebody else gets killed before you take action? Because I'm going to tell you something. If you know that this is what's going to happen and you allow it to happen, you're liable Yep. I, at that point. I, I'm sitting there thinking about the fact that um, YouTube, for example, they say that they take the um, they say that they take plat- um, they, they platform neo Nazis, they take neo Nazi um, 
videos off of their um off of their channel, off of their website. But why are why is and I'm gonna use the name Red Eye still there? They make no bones about the fact that that's who they are, and mm-hmm. yet they still have a very active channel. You talk about how they make money off of um off these channels. Well, that's a very perfect example of it because they um they bring in a lot of visitors. Yeah, you so and are I. Are we gonna yeah. have to wait until Red Eye um causes somebody to get killed before their channel gets killed? I just learned a new name. I'll, of course, after this, I'll well, I'll try to not click on YouTube, but I'll have to see who that person is. Uh, Red Ice, I should explain what Red Ice is. Red Ice is a kind of like media outlet for neo-Nazis and neo-fascists. Oh. Oh. Um, it's, it's basically a news line. And um, they're there to interview and give um, some sort of platform to the various neo-Nazis around the world. And they were there covering the RNC live. Yep. They were there covering um, various um, white supremacist conferences live. Mm-hmm. So... It's one of the reasons why I say, look, if they are this prominent and YouTube is not taking them down, that's the problem. Yeah. And American Renaissance is still up on YouTube as well. <laughs> yeah, you and I spoke about this last time, as I recall, if I recall correctly. I mean, we're, we were both in absolute agreement about uh, everyone's First Amendment rights, but also in agreement that these private businesses, you're not, the, the First Amendment is a government protection. You're not obligated to host a neo-Nazi. Uh, you're not obligated well, to here's yeah, good. Well, here's the thing. That's exactly the case. That's true. Um, and I will tell you, um, flat out, I mean, while we all do like to respect the um, First Amendment to the point that mm-hmm. we will extend um, those um, defenses um, for, away from the government and in general public, in general society, the truth of the matter is, no, you are not obligated to um, to give neo-Nazis or, um, or hateful people a platform or people that can cause harm. A platform. You are not obligated. That's why, incidentally, um, when we saw the Proud Boys and Laura Loomer and Milo Yiannopoulos mm-hmm. um, hold their little rally on um, on Ju- on July sixth, demanding that they get their platforms back, I'm looking at them going, "You got a lot of nerve, considering <laughs> that most of you guys call yourselves libertarians." <laughs> yeah, yeah. The grift the grift is strong with those ones. The grip is very strong with that. With um, those, Daryl, I want to you uh, as someone who's been confronting these people for so long. And your opinion, uh, just for anyone listening, I mean, what is the best way to uh, confront these people, white nationalists? Well, I can tell you right now, the best way is just basically, um, as we are doing, deplatforming is key. Mm. Deplatforming is key. Um, take all of their um, resources away from them, not just. Um, their social networking platforms, but also the platforms that they use to generate money. Yeah, I mean, PayPal is asking them, Cash App is asking them, do everything you can to make sure that these individuals that um, are basically, literally, calling for civil war are not allowed to fund that war. I mean, right. we can have the argument about whether or not it's moral, but then just clap back and say, it's being an oxymoral. Yeah, and, it's... Oh, go ahead, sir. <laughs> and I would just say for, even further than that, I would just remind people that in addition to that, we also have to stop giving um, some sort of like tepid defense, some sort of like backhanded defense for them. Um, I think that I, I think that a lot of what we are dealing with right now 
is dumb because um, a lot of us in the mainstream, a lot of people in the mainstream will not step to them and say, you need to stop this nonsense. Right. Um, so so at the moment we start doing that, the moment we start being proactive against them even more so than we have been, um, you'll start seeing it go away. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big proponent of just, uh, you know, look, there's a reason why in, uh, you know, deep inside all of us as, as evolved beings, public shaming is there's a there's a reason why that exists and while it can be bad it's also valuable like what happened again with this guy this equinox thing uh whatever his name is ross uh, yes so um the, um the gentleman that's um making money for trump right so um, yeah yeah. Go, yeah no go ahead uh was, you know He's, i forgot his name but yes um a lot of people are um clapping back at him for um trying to raise money for um trump's campaign that's the kind of thing that we have to um we have to do that really is. We got to basically tell him that there is really no quarter for this. We seen that um, we seen the damage he has done. There was no excuse for us allowing this um, this character um, another four years in the White House. There's no re- there's no excuse for supporting him in any size, shape, or form. And if you are supporting him in any size, shape, or form, we won't support you because you are going to get us all killed. Right. Yeah, it's to me. It's actually the whole Trump presidency to me has always been, as as much as I have been involved in the national security aspect uh, and research and that kind of thing. It's to me, it's always been about public safety. They're, he's dangerous, mm-hmm. and these people are dangerous, and it doesn't matter. Look, I'm a, I'm just your regular looking white dude. Nobody's safe uh, in public. And the main reason why we got to do that, because like I said before, he is going to be gone in um, hopefully next year, but uh-huh. possibly in five. Let's just be honest. Oh, Jesus. Um, Whenever he is gone, one, I don't want anybody to think that just because he's gone, that means the threat is over. And two, that's because we still got to deal with his crowd that allowed him to be there. And um, they're going to be younger. They're still going to try to do more than just what Trump did. And uh, we got to be, we got to neutralize it while we still can. We actually still can right now. That's he right. hasn't um, put himself in a position where he's untouchable just yet. I right. mean, it might look that way, but so long as we have breath in us, so long as we can talk um, on platforms such as this without the FBI busting <laughs> down our door, as long as we are still in that position, yeah, yeah. Um, we we are still in control. Oh, wait, so I... we just got to make sure that we um, that we just make sure that we hold on to the wheel and start steering it in the direction that we need it to go in. You know, I just heard a knock on my door. Just hang- no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, just uh, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. And and uh, you, you know, like th- <laughs> this is the country that uh, you know landed at Normandy and you know defeated the Nazis. Like we're not come on, like we're not going backward here. I don't think so. We're not going to go backwards. But let's be real. Um, a lot of America did not see what. Um, what happened in Nazi Germany. I mean, it wasn't on our shores. Yeah. What was on our shores, um, however, was the subjugation of um, people of color, black people, um, Japanese. Um, you know, we, we have, we are not um, um, innocent in that um, regard. And that's why the 60s happened. Yeah. So right. um, we have, we have answered this um, call before. We should not have to answer it again. We know better. And we are going to do better, but we got, but we got to just do that thing and stop waiting for the next person to die. 
That's right. You know, I mean, we got another mass shooting around the corner. We got several mass shootings around the corner. What are we going to do to make sure that there aren't going to be that many more, if any at all? What right. are we going to do? Yeah. It sounds like if I understand... At least at the hands of these characters, by the way. Absolutely. And for those who, um, you know, for everyone listening, it sounds like you, you think for, just for the regular citizen, uh, it's 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 voting in the right candidate. You think that's the best strategy for the average? You know what? In many respects, uh, I'll tell you right now, um, it's just simply being proactive. Because um, long after you cast your vote, you still got to um, be out there um, doing something. You got to be, um, you, you got to, Educate yourself to the issues. Educate your neighbors to the issues. Um, basically, correspond with your community about how we are going to go forward as a community. I mean, there are things that you can do that go beyond your vote. Yes, voting is important, but it's not the only thing you can do. And the reason why I say that is because when you have, I can tell you right now, we should have gotten rid of Trump several years ago. He should be gone. Um, if we, we, he is not a president that we had voted for, for real. Yeah. If we have a system where a very bad president that has gotten people killed mm. um, on a whim and that doesn't care that we never voted for is still allowed to stay in power, we have a problem with the process. We need to correct the process. And yes, maybe some voting would help with that. But the bottom line is we need to take them, take things to the court. Mm-hmm. We need our lawyers on board. We need to, we need the lawyers in our society to, um, to step up and start making sure that, um, we are true to what is, um, numbered in the constitution. That's right. I mean, so, so yes, voting is important, but, but putting feet to the fire mm-hmm. before and after that vote, it's going to go a long way. That's a absolutely long right. Way. I couldn't agree more. Daryl, I just want to ask you one more thing. Uh, can you just, uh, I know we were talking about some things you're doing. Do you want to tell, uh, I don't know, a- anything you want to let people know what's going on with your One Peoples or anything else? Well, I could tell you on a personal level, I mean, you talk about All Right, Age of, Age of Rage being mm-hmm. out there. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are, um, if it might be in your local theaters right now, uh, this movie called Look for the movie called Skin. It's a, um, it's a movie about a, um, a neo-Nazi that um, reformed, that I helped reform. His name is Brian Widener. Jamie Bell plays him. And Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage, plays me. Um, it's out in theaters now, or you can get it on demand. Um, and then there's um, a bunch of other things that I am doing out there that, um, that we will see soon. Um, I, I'm out there speaking to folks. You might see me in your neighborhood someday. If you don't see me in your neighborhood, I'm available. <laughs> in the <laughs> meantime, y'all can check me out at uh, onepeoplesproject.com or idavox.com, I-D-A-V-O-X.com. Uh, and if you're looking for um, me on Twitter or Instagram or Venmo, <laughs> exactly. I'm D. Lamont Jenkins on all three of those platforms. And yes, we do take donations. We're a 501 and we could use your help. So um, that's it in a nutshell. Exactly. We we got to keep we got to keep pushing ahead, and uh, everyone would love seeing you in their neighborhood, except of course for uh, the, <laughs> the, those uh, those that we we're, we're fighting, who I'm sure uh, don't like seeing you in their neighborhood. Uh, and that's why we go there all the time. 
<laughs> and I, I gotta be honest, with you, I cannot get enough of someone. I've watched that documentary so many times. Just, I just really enjoy when you are confronting those people. Um, it's just. Oh, I. Hey, you see the smile on my face. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like not supposed to be funny, but it really is funny, isn't it? I mean, it is. I mean, I smile because I because I know we're winning. You yeah. know, I mean, I, a lot of people don't see it that way, as I said before, but we are. I yeah. mean, we're, we're, it's all is not lost. They, this is basically the death rose. They know that society is against them, and um, that's why they don't care if um, if they're going against um, the rest of us. I mean, it's not about us anymore. They don't care about this country. They don't care about um, what we are supposed to be doing. They just want to do what they want to do. And the reason why I smile is because we're not letting them. That, that's right. If I could just add one more thing. Are, are you, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Green Shirt Guy uh, from the other day. Did you yes, see that? Yes, and uh, come on, even he's laughing. <laughs> that is the key to everything, and I mean that completely serious. When I saw that, just a man mocking this, these you know, this, this, you know, whatever they were, the, the protester, uh, again, you know, Trump supporter immigration, it, it was more effective than any speech. I mean, it just, it was right there and that's yeah, the key. But, yeah. And that's the thing. And the reason why it was effective because it wasn't even an intention on box. He just looked at them and said, you guys are the silliest <laughs> people in the world. And this is just too funny for me to keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Daryl Lamont Jenkins. That's the son. <laughs> yeah, it, no, you got to laugh, right? Uh, <laughs> Daryl Lamont Jenkins, has been so great talking to you on counterintelligence, and I uh, really hope we can do it again soon. Thank you for listening. Follow Forensic News on Twitter at Forensic Newsnet. Counterintelligence is at IntelPod. My personal account is Eric LeVay. Support Forensic News on Patreon. Subscribe to Counterintelligence everywhere you listen to podcasts. This is Eric LeVay, and this is Counterintelligence.